0: Welcome to New York's number two sports show. We have some Ranger news and I kind of teased it in last night's episode with Capo Kako uh, getting injured and it didn't look so good. And sure enough, he has been placed on long-term injured reserve. The good news is this, it is not going to be a season ender. They haven't given a timeline for what it, for how long he'll be out. I'm guessing broad range one to three months, just to guess, maybe two to four, but I'll say maybe about one to three. I I think you won't see him in, for the rest of 2023. I think the earliest that you'll see him is sometime in January, more likely maybe February or March, um, would, would be, I think a fair guess. So, you know, again, feel bad for Kako. It's been, you know, there was a lot of promise. I, I think going into this season, he had a good training camp. He had a good preseason you know, he was on a line that you would have thought would have produced, you know, with Crowder and Zabanajad, but it just didn't quite work out. And, you know, so he hasn't really produced much of much offensively. Has two goals, one assist uh, in 20 games. So it's been a rough year for Kako. uh rough season, you know, it, it, even though the Rangers have had a lot of success. So hoping that he, you know, recovers from this and, Again, like I said in the last episode, that this can be a you know a, a fresh beginning. You know, put this all in the past, get healthy, turn the page, and you know, we'll, with the with the way the Rangers are playing, still be in position to be a big contributor um, when it really counts. And it seems like this will be a season where you know don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but the Rangers will, at the worst, be in the playoff race. So. Kako on long-term IR. Um, also, Philip Heedle, he had been just on regular IR. He has now been sort of retroactively placed on long-term IR as well. Now, this is not um, anything to do with Philip Heedle new news. Uh, he continues to skate on his own. They're bringing him along slowly. There's been no setback. He's progressing. Um, I don't know when we'll see him, and there's no real rush to bring him back. Although, you know, with the Kako injury, it Maybe it speeds up... Like, maybe it speeds up sort of just as a fan, the want to bring him back in there. But if on the Rangers, again, you know, they should be very delicate with this. So Hedl, um, transactionally, is placed on long-term IR. Now, coming off of it, coming off of LTIR and being activated for tomorrow night's game versus the Wings is Adam Fox. And that's very exciting. Uh, Fox, he, um... You know, ended up missing really the minimum. Foxes ended up missing 10 games. Uh, and the Rangers, I think, went about 7-2-1. and And I think that does sound about right. At least in terms of losses. Uh, because I think the two regulation losses were to Dallas and last night to Buffalo. And the one shootout loss was to Minnesota. So they really did a very nice job without him. Uh, and so now, what that means... Connor Mackey never got in, but now Connor Mackey gets sent down to Hartford. And so, you know, he is out of the mix certainly for now, but what it, the, the more of the impact is Zach Jones will be back to the regular healthy scratch. Now I think that they'll try to, to get him in every so often, but let's remember they really didn't before Fox got hurt. Jones had not, he played one game, you know, the second game of the year because Lindgren was, was injured, but you know, I think that it was getting to the point where they would have gotten Jones in and likely for Schneider. But again, like, this is a good thing. The fact that now you can have Lindgren Fox, of course, Miller True, but now Gustafson moves down to play with Schneider. I think that it improves the whole defense. Uh, and, and so that's a good thing. But the fo- let's talk about the forwards, though, and the fallout of Kako being out. So the forwards are in a tough spot. And so taking Kako's spot, the Rangers have called up Johnny Brodzinski. So he for now will take the spot on that line. So it'll be Cooley, Bonino, and Brodzinski. So as far as I see it, the third and fourth line, like you could almost argue that the uh VZ Goodrow Pitlick line, that's kind of more of a third line, honestly, than Cooley, Bonino, Brodzinski. So there's a very clear, there's a very clear dividing line between the top six and the bottom six right now. Um, Whereas when Kaka was on the third line, I'm not even saying that that line was all that effective, but you could very clearly name it the third line. Now, like I said, I think that you kind of have either two third lines or two fourth lines, however you want to say it. Also called up is Adam Edstrom, who, if he ever does come in, will make his NHL debut. Edstrom looked pretty good in preseason. He's tall. He's like 6'8". Was a Ranger draft pick in 2019. He's a right wing, left-handed shot. Uh, actually, let me confirm that. Edstrom, yes, left-handed shot. Uh, was a sixth round pick in 2019. Has you know, this is his really first full season with the Hartford Wolfpack. Was that was with them a little bit last season, but now has been pretty good. He's got seven goals in 18 games. He's a plus six. Like we'll see though. So right now, Holt, Edstrom and Jones will be the healthy scratches. Uh, and that's if, like, Edstrom kind of plays like a Connor Mackey role right now. But I do think that his path to the lineup is maybe a little bit easier just because, like, again, like, it's not as if Johnny Brodzinski, for example, is, like, a definite staple to be in the lineup. But from a pecking order standpoint, he will get that first crack. And it's funny. Brodzinski, offensively, is great at the HL. I think he has the most, like, he's, like, been, like, one of the top players in all of the HL. So he's one of those classic, like, quadruple, like, to use a baseball term like quadruple a where excels at the, in the minors, but then comes to the NHL, you know, the NHL level, the top level and, and has had a tough time sticking. So, you know, I think that, um, we'll see what happens because, um, he's going to get a chance and he could probably kill some penalties. It looks like he'll be on power play too. And, That's the thing, too. The the second power play unit in practice looks a lot different. So, Fox goes back to the first power play unit. Gustafson moves to power play two. Keandre Miller is off for now. And, of course, you still have Lafreniere. You still have Wheeler. And they had Brodzinski and VZ. So, obviously, Kako gets hurt, but it looks like they also took Cooley off of that second unit. Again, this could all be preliminary, but just uh, you know seeing what they did in practice, usually that's an indicator of what you'll see in the game. So, a little bit of a different look that might happen. So, As much as Kako was not performing, this is a loss. This definitely is. And and it's going to be one that he'll be out for a while, but not out for the whole, for the entire season. So that's the Ranger news for this team. But I also want to discuss briefly the fact that Patrick Kane has signed with the Detroit Red Wings. Now, this is not a surprise at this point. Um, Kane, it's a one-year deal uh, reportedly will be $2.75 million cap hit. Uh, and makes sense. It, it's interesting from a Kane perspective. Um, if you're a Blackhawk fan, it probably feels a little weird. Now, granted, the Red Wings are now, they're not in the same division as the Blackhawks anymore. It's been that way now for almost 10 years and not even the same conference. So that Blackhawk Red Wing rivalry is certainly not what it was, but it's probably just an interesting from a Chicago fan standpoint. It's like, shit, like going to Detroit, um, you know, can't love that, but I'm sure there's no real hard feelings there, but that has nothing to do with uh, the Rangers. But yeah, for the Rangers with Kane, I think that he wanted to return, uh, but ultimately I'm glad they're not going in that direction. And it kind of, and it's interesting that the news that with the Kaco injury, like it all kind of interesting, interestingly goes hand in hand where Kane the right wing is really where the Rangers are weakest, and especially so now. Think about your, your right wing depth chart. You have Blake Wheeler, who really it does not belong in the top, in my opinion, doesn't belong in the top six, but he's there, right? Alexi Lafreniere has been very good, but he is naturally a left wing. And then who else? Tyler Pitlick, who's really best served in the fourth line. Um, you know, you have guys that you, like Jimmy Vesey, you could move there. Johnny Brzezinski, you can move there. Like, because there's some versatile guys that, that in a pinch, like Barkley Goodrow could play right wing, but you don't have like, there's really like Blake Wheeler is like the only real natural right wing that they have on the roster. So, um, and and, and I guess Tyler Pillock as well, but yeah, Kane goes to the red wings. Rangers will not face him tomorrow night. He will not make his Red Wings debut until I would think probably earliest, maybe next week. But, you know, and for Kane, you know, the point totals for him probably ended up not being terrible last year. And the one game that really in a positive way that stood out for Kane was game two against the Devils where he really, I think it might've been a three point night. He had that really nice goal. Um, against Vitek Vanacek. But yeah, Kane's numbers for the Rangers ended up being... Like, you look at the numbers and they're really not bad. 19 games, 5 goals, 7 assists, 12 points. And in the playoffs, 7 games, 1 goal, 5 assists, 6 points. So, as much as I don't think too fondly of the Kane experience with the Rangers, it wasn't horrible. And, and sadly, in that series versus the Devils, he was far from the worst player. But he wasn't really all that good. So I'm happy the jury wasn't tempted. I think that the cap certainly played a role in them not getting him because the Rangers are going to be up against it, right? When, when Hedal and Kako comes back, they are going to be very up against the cap. I don't know. I, I'm sure that they will try to make improvements and make trades, but they're going to have to be creative. And I do think that it's going to limit them from making an, a you know a lot of trades. Now, look, there's 50% retention. I'm sure like there'll be a lot of 50% retention type stuff. A guy that I think could return, which I'm indifferent on, but but this guy I, I like a little bit more than Kane is, is Tarasenko. Like, if Ottawa falls out of the race by the deadline, I could see a reunion there. Am I dying for it? No, but that one to me is a better fit than Kane. I, I just I I don't I, I don't think that that would prove beneficial for this Ranger team with the way they're playing. I, I don't think bringing him in here is what they need. I think that they should consider, I don't know, like a couple years ago, they they kind of went to Frank Vitrano, who's really broken out with the Ducks this year, but you know, Vitrano and cop and like sort of lesser names, but guys that like fit key roles, like going about it, maybe that way. And even, and even there's arguments to not, to not even going about it in that, in that form. So, so we'll see, but, you know, any thought of King coming to the Rangers, you can squash that as he is signed with the, with the Detroit Red Wings, who, ironically enough, are the Rangers' opponent tomorrow night. So, again, uh, Kako, he'll be out for a while. I'm thinking it'll be a few months. Uh, and, luckily, they have determined this is not a season-ending injury, which I feared was possible. So, all in all, not terrible news. And excited for the return of Adam Fox tomorrow night. Philip Hedel goes from IR to LTIR. Uh, again, just, um, you know, really for cap related reasons to give them some more room. Uh, yeah, so the Rangers, it's been a next man up mentality, and that continues. So we'll see what happens and, and wish Capo Kako well in his recovery.